Welcome to Heard It on the Shark, North Mississippi's podcast for informed listeners with your show host, Melinda Marsalis. Heard It on the Shark is a weekly podcast that airs every Tuesday on the Shark 102.3 FM radio station based in Ripley, Mississippi. Melinda Marsalis interviews the movers and shakers in North Mississippi who are making things happen. By clicking subscribe, you'll hear from entrepreneurs, leaders of business, medicine, education, and the people behind the amazing things happening in North Mississippi. When people ask you, how did you know about that? You'll say, I heard it on the shark. Heard it on the shark is brought to you by Sunbear Studio. Sunbear Studio is a boutique recording studio in the heart of Ripley, Mississippi. When you record with us at Sunbear Studio, we can mix, master, register, and publish your music, your podcast, or your family story. Email us when you're ready at sunbear at jc.media. This program was recorded at Sunbear Studio in Ripley, Mississippi. Hey, shark fans, it's Melinda with another episode of Herded on the Shark. And today in Sunbear Studio, I have with me Miss Christina Sloan and Mr. Ken Kerr, and they represent the North Mississippi chapter of the American Red Cross. Thank you guys so much for coming into the studio today. Thank you for Thank having you us. Thank you for Melinda. having us. Okay, the Red Cross. When I think of the Red Cross, I think of blood drives. I think of the people that show up when there's disaster. I think of people that come after a tornado or a hurricane. Is that correct? And is that all that you are? That is, but we do so much more. We have what we call blue sky activities and then gray sky activities. And gray gray sky activities when we are responding to disasters such as hurricanes and tornadoes, tsunamis and wildfires. But then the blue sky activities is things like the Pedro presentation, which is teaching children how to be ready for a disaster and to prepare for one, which I love doing the Pedro presentations so much. It's like a program for little kids ages three all the way up to second grade and they always have so much fun doing it and it's just a story that we read to them it's very engaging and we the kids get really excited when we do it too and we teach them you know that how to get out of a house if there's a fire and you know where to meet and then we, like, we do tornado drills with them what will you do if a tornado occurs so that they can be ready you know when those things do happen and they can know what to do and we also teach them coping skills so they can know how to cope in that situation and be able to be able to know what to do, you know, in in that type of situation. And then also we have like the pillowcase presentation, which is for ages third through fifth graders. And that is basically the same thing. But, you know, they get to, they get a pillowcase, they get to design and things that they can put in as like, you know, a to-go bag thing that they can just grab, you know, on the way out. If it's a tornado, such things as like flashlights and batteries and stuff like that. And we teach them, you know, what to do uh, if there is a tornado tornado or what to do if there's a house fire so that they could know what to do as well. And I love doing those, those presentations as well. And Ken over here, like, he loves the CPR, <laughs> yeah, and we have CPR as well. Oh, sure. yeah. Okay, of course. Red sure. Cross is CPR That's classes good. also. Yep. Okay. Yep. Okay, so I like that. Blue sky activities to learn about what to do while the sky is blue. There's no disaster. Exactly. You learn ahead of time. And then gray sky activities for things that are actually about disasters. Sure. Yes, and that's sure. when we are responding to disasters. Disasters, and that's you know when we we shelter people and we're feeding people when there's a tornado or a hurricane or a wildfire, and we also do casework where we're linking them to resources for things that they may have lost in those situations. And Ken, what is it exactly that you do? Sure, I am 
the volunteer recruitment specialist for North Mississippi, and it's my job and my privilege to bring people to serve um, as volunteers for the Red Cross and help us in all of our missions. And everything that you talked about earlier, the things that you think of when you think about the Red Cross, all of those are definitely our mission. We alleviate and prevent human suffering in the face of emergencies, and that kind of says it right there. But the next part of that mission statement is that we mobilize the power of volunteers and the generosity of donors. And so my piece in that puzzle is is to mobilize those volunteers, and it's been my privilege to do that. I actually joined as a volunteer not long ago, and that was when I joined the Red Cross at the end of the year. I have retired, and I am a first responder and had a background as a photographer, and I wanted to do more. I had time on my hands. I had some skills, and they were looking for a photographer, so I joined up. And once I went through the application process and the background check and things, and I got in touch with the people and got out to go and do the work that I did, um, I was deployed down to Selma following a tornado. And so literally it was my job to interview and, and to witness some of the experiences that our clients had. And they had been through something really extraordinary. It was just heartbreaking to see the devastation that had occurred there in Selma as well over in Amory. But to be able to witness the volunteers interacting with those people, providing them shelter, comfort, food, supplies, getting hugs, I mean, it's really rewarding. It's a wonderful experience. Okay, so let's say that I want to volunteer. What is the process for that? Sure. You can do it a few different ways. Anyone can visit redcross.org slash volunteer. And there you'll be able to choose a position near you. You can enter your zip code to be able to find a a current need and then just click apply. Um, There are a few things that are involved. You've got to, you know, send in your background, you know, check so you upload an ID and answer a few questions, a little bit of training. And there are volunteers available to help you through all of that process. And of course I am. So please reach out to myself or Christine or anyone here in Tupelo. All right, let's say that I've volunteered and I've gotten all that done. What might I find myself doing? There's so many different positions that you can do with volunteering. You just like, whatever your interest is, we can try to fit you in that. You could volunteer with blood donations, or you can volunteer with being a disaster responder. You could stay locally and do house fires, or you could deploy to other places and do sheltering or feeding or what we call distribution emergency supplies, which is where you're handing out supplies like tarps and things like that. And you could also do damage assessments, which is where you assess the damage of the house, and we only help with uh, destroyed and major homes as well. So, I mean, there's so many different opportunities. And then also, like, the Pedro and the pillowcase. you like teaching or doing presentations, then that's something that you could do. You can volunteer and teach and do those as well. And there's just, there's like, whatever your interest is, we will work with you to find what you want to do. Now, you've said house fires twice. Are there really that many house fires? Yes, house fires happen every eight seconds. So, we are responding... What? Yes, every eight seconds, every day. So that's like one of the biggest things we do. I mean, we do a lot, but that's one of the biggest things that that we do. We respond to house fires every single day. and Every day? Yes, every day we respond to house fires. Wow. In the United States, it's the most common disaster is a single-family house fire. And it it is a small disaster in scale if you think of some of the hurricanes we've had. But, But when you think about it, it is a disaster for that family. I mean, they're displaced. 
they're not able to be in that home. And it's a terrifying event. It's got to be difficult for them. And so just having someone show up and be there for them in the middle of the night or whenever that happens, it's reassuring. And being able to provide that hope, is, is that's what's rewarding about being a volunteer. Okay, yeah. so a person's house burns down and you guys get notified by the fire department? Yes, the fire department can call it in or the well, EMA, which is emergency management, they can call it in or the client themselves can call call their fire in just by calling 1-800-RED-CROSS. And then so 1-800-RED-CROSS. Okay. 1-800-RED-CROSS. And so then it's dispatched out to our responders and the DAT service associates go out and they'll do an intake and respond to the fires. Earlier this week, I did one and it's just so, it's so rewarding because you get to be there for somebody during their darkest hour, you know, one of their worst moments in their life. And you get, you're able to comfort them through that and you're able to help them. And what sorts of things happen when you get to a house fire? So when I got there, you know, the lady, she was crying. The fire just happened. And her two sons were, were home alone. They were teenagers and they were cooking with hot grease and they left the grease, you know, and that's one of the worst things to do because that's I one know, of the, but who hadn't done that? Exactly. Once in a while? Yeah. That's one of the biggest reasons that, you know, house fires occur. And you know, and the mom was just crying because they lost everything. And just being able to hug her and comfort her and just listen to her story and just providing that hope, you know, and her just saying, you know, you have helped us so much. It just makes it so rewarding knowing that you're able to help others. So you you just listen to them and provide active listening. And then we do what we call an intake and just kind of link them to resources. So you guys are part of the North Mississippi chapter. In the neighborhood of how many volunteers do you have currently? Melinda, we have a workforce right now of about 300 volunteers. And nationally, our workforce consists of more than 90% volunteers. So volunteers, if you're talking to somebody from the Red Cross you know, and seeing us in action, you're really witnessing people who are taking time out of their lives to serve and volunteer. Some of the things that she was just talking about, I was going to mention that we have a position that's a a new position about to open up, and it's going to be for a disaster action team specialist. And that job is actually an entry-level position where somebody can perform a minimal amount of training, devote a minimal amount of time, and be able to actually participate in in person uh, some of these activities and do basic activities to comfort people during these times. So also, I want to plug, if I could, I'm building a team because my responsibility is to staff volunteers in 27 counties in, in North Mississippi. So I would like to ask if anyone knows of a group of people or family or friends that might like to volunteer or that could work with me to help in that recruiting effort. I'm building a team, so I'm looking for you. If you're hearing this and and you'd like to participate and maybe have some of those skills, please reach out and contact us because we're looking for you. And the easiest way to contact you is? Sure. My telephone number is probably the easiest way. It's 662-669-1765, or they can email us. And my my email happens to be Kenneth, K-E-R-R, at redcross.org. Okay, and I'll put all of that in the show notes. If you're listening to this live on the radio, the podcast will come out in just a few minutes and you can find it on all of the big um, podcast platforms or you can go to shark1023.com and find our podcast there and you can get everything that 
Ken has just said about how to volunteer, because I, I bet some of our Shark listeners would like to volunteer and be Red Cross people. We'd love to have you. What's the most rewarding thing that you do, Christina? Helping people. The most rewarding thing that I do with American Red Cross is just being able to help our clients, you know, through one of the worst moments in their life, responding to disasters and through house fires, through tornadoes. Working the Amory tornado, I worked at first. I did the damage assessments, assessed the houses, and then I kind of helped with sheltering, and then I kind of took over being the zone coordinator when the shelter was open. It was just so rewarding just walking in there, and there's the kids, you know, and they their faces would just light up, you know, just because you're spending time with them and you were talking to them, and that was just really rewarding, knowing that you just made their day. And some of the children were in there during Easter and so we wanted to make sure that they had a very good Easter because they were in a shelter. So that was just rewarding knowing that you were able to make sure that they had a good Easter, you know, because they had to be in a shelter during during that time. So we did an Easter egg hunt, and we got on an Easter egg basket. And it was just really rewarding knowing that you just made their day, and you were able to help as well. Ken, what do you love the most about this? I just love bringing people into service with such a amazing group of people and giving them the opportunity to help people in in times that really matter. We make a bad thing better every time we do it, but we grow, we learn, and um, it it really empowers us as citizens. Um, I'm really proud of North Mississippi and the people here and the work that we're doing at the Red Cross. We're under a time constraint, so I have to wrap up this interview, but I know there's so much more to say. Where can people find out more information if this has piqued their interest? Visit uh, www.redcross.org, absolutely, forward slash volunteer, and we'd love to have you. Just click on apply now. Okay, awesome. Thank you guys so much for coming to the radio station to talk to me today. Thank you, Melinda. Thank you so much for having us today, Melinda. Okay, Shark fans, that's it for this edition of Heard It on the Shark. Tune in every Tuesday at 11 to find out what's going on from local community leaders. If you have a question, comment, or suggestion for an interview or for access to this interview, go to our website, shark1023.com, and click on the podcast tab. Keep it tuned to the Shark 1023 and have a great rest of the day. Thanks for tuning in to our daily programming. All of our programs are released as podcasts on the major podcast platforms where the information can be downloaded and shared for months. If your business or organization would like to take this unique opportunity to sponsor a show that not only is broadcast as a radio program, but also a podcast, give the Shark 1023 headquarters a call at 662-837-1023. Imagine your commercial in this space every week. Give us a call. This show is made possible by JC Media LLC in Ripley, Mississippi. JC Media owns the Shark 102.3 Classic Rock FM radio station where the show is hosted and Sunbear Recording Studio where the interviews are recorded. We need your feedback and support. If you listen to the podcast on a player like iTunes, Google Podcasts, or Amazon Music, please subscribe to the show and leave us a review. We also have an email in which you can share your feedback. That email is theshark1023 at gmail.com. Subscribe to our podcast on your favorite app or stream episodes online at shark1023.com front slash podcast. Today's episode was produced by Melinda Marsalis. It was edited by Rick Williams and engineered by Chris Marsalis. The podcast technician is Joyce Grady.